This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is why, this is why, pop culture, politics, friendship, dating, work, parenting, news. This is why, the podcast. Welcome to the This Is Why podcast. I'm journalist, author, and comedy writer, Laura Lane. And I'm author and editor, Angela Sparrow. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week we give best friend advice on topics including pop culture, news, friendship, dating, workplace dynamics, parenting, and whatever else is on your mind. This week's episode is Happy Valentine's Day. That's the episode. We're going to be answering your listener questions, including one listener struggling to get on the same financial page as her boyfriend and another listener who isn't sure if she's celebrating V-Day with her new guy. Then we're talking about what's in the news, the history of Valentine's Day, and Martin Shkreli. Shkreli? I always say Shkreli. Shkreli dumps his journalist girlfriend from prison. One of those names that you always read in print and don't always hear out loud, so mm-hmm. well, maybe we're right. If you don't watch cable news like I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I try to avoid it, honestly. Uh, so we're going to be talking about all that, but first, Angela, what's been on your mind this week? Um, so I know that it's really easy to dunk on Facebook. Obviously, it is a wasteland. Every time I log on, I'm just like the screen painting. Like I just like scroll down a little bit and I'm like, oh my God, what is happening here? I have literally not logged on in months. Do you log on because is it like you and your friends still use? Why would you use Facebook messaging to still talk at this point? You need to go to a different platform. At this because, point? Because like they are like observing every all your conversations. Like you need just at this point, just go to like a WhatsApp or, or no, or don't they own WhatsApp? I don't even know at this That's, point. And they own Instagram. I know. It's, it's all like, it's a slippery slope. But like, yeah, we're, we use Messenger. We shouldn't, but we do. But so I just kind of avert my eyes and check my messages. But it's a mess. Like on top of like, just obviously there's like a lot of misinformation spread. There's just weirdness that I can't quite put my finger on. And nowhere is it weirder than on the, this is why you're single, uh, Facebook page. Oh, thank God someone's checking it because I have <laughs> legit not checked the our this is why you're single Facebook. We we stopped posting new episodes on there. We used to post we did. So we stopped posting new episodes, but I have not checked in in years. So every now and then I just I get a notification and I look at it and it's absolutely never anything uh relevant it's never a human being like it's never one of our listeners commenting it's almost always like a weird spam bot type thing um are they trying so to get us to vote for somebody we don't want to is it like no. a russia spam bot so my favorite uh i screenshotted some recent ones so it's e- it's always either like the spam bots or apparently like when people are like arguing on facebook so I think very often people will be like, oh, this is why you're single because you're like an idiot. But when they say this is why you're single, I guess it like prompts them to tag us. So we get tagged in some of the most absurd shit and it will have like 4,000 comments. So I don't even see where we're tagged. I just see the initial post and it's always something insane. Like it's it's like weird like men being like, I – hot take. I think like – women in marriage should be subservient to their husbands and people are like what and then they like tag us and I want to there's no option for us to be untagged and I just don't want to be associated with weird things like that weird because on my personal profile I can I can not get tagged and stuff well can you people untag photos but I 
can't figure out how to untag like us in other people's comments. Weird. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So we're just there. You want to tell me about one of them? So I mean, my favorite spam comment that we actually we've gotten multiple times is from people promoting love spells. So this is a recent one. It says, like, we just you know posted an old episode back in May, and in response to us posting a link to one of our episodes, someone commented. I read some testimonies about a love spell caster by Dr. All Caps Atasua on how he has helped lots of people in bringing back their ex-lovers within 48 hours. Um, goes on to just talk about the spell. I have tried all other means to get him back but couldn't. I contacted Dr. Atasua and he told me that my ex will come back to me. Dr. Atasua released him up to know how much I loved him and wanted him. He opened his eyes to picture how much we have shared together. Um, and then there's a link if you're interested in the love spell. So I honestly zoned out. Times. I zoned out like halfway through that bullshit. I mean, you really, I think you missed a great story about Dr. Adesua. <laughs> and I hope you – obviously you have no exes that you want to get back because no. this is the way to do it. Um, so that's going on. We have people commenting about Bitcoin. Um, and, of course, they like – they open with this is not a scam so obviously it's a scam not a scam (laughs) Uh, um, yeah it's just it's weird things are getting weird on the this is why you're single facebook page i mean i've can we just like delete it at this point like i don't want even want to be associated with facebook the only reason i still have my personal facebook is because like occasionally i'll log on to see how like my family is or if I ever need to be like, I don't know, as a journalist, even though I'm not even doing investigative journalism stuff really anymore, but I just keep thinking like there might be someone that I know that I might need to contact at some point, even though I know that's not the case. But uh, I don't actually, the real reason is less journalism. I guess I have like old, old, old pictures from college. So sometimes I'll want to be like, that's a big one. So I'll want to like dig up that photo and like, I don't even know where the photos are on my drive. Like, like I don't even know if my drive, my computer drive still works. So like the only place they exist are these like albums on Facebook. So if I ever want to save one to tag a friend on her birthday, like happy birthday, Katie, like here's a picture of us from like 15 years ago or 10 years ago or whatever, then like that's fun. But Otherwise, I just don't, I don't even pay, I have no idea what's going on on Facebook. Like for all I know, people could have like tagged me in like insane posts and I would have no idea. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a journalist, but from an anthropological standpoint, just fascinating to observe other humans engaging. Yep. Um, But, but yeah, if you want to, if you're interested in a love spell, there was one available on our Facebook page. Great, great, great. And that's what's up with me. How are you doing? I'm doing good. So do you remember, Angela, I talked to you a few episodes ago about how I have switched pregnancy doctors, um, but my old doctor's office, apparently when I would, when I used to go there, they were really great doctors, but in the lobby, they had a TV screen where they used to advertise for like, I don't know, like body sculpting and like double chin, like belly sculpting stuff. And I thought it was absurd that they were advertising like these body contouring, I don't, what do you call it? It's like not plastic surgery, but it kind of is. Um, 
I don't know. What would you call that? Like cool sculpting? Is that what it is? Uh, I don't know if they had cool sculpting, but like stuff like that. Okay. And and all the all these different like ways to fix your your body. And they had um like a mommy makeover that they were advertising for. And I thought it was so fucked up that I was like in my first trimester, like bloated, gaining weight, which is all supposed to happen. And I'm being advertised in the lobby for my OBGYN for like mommy makeovers. I was like, this is so toxic. Like I should not have to like be looking at these advertisements, like already worrying and getting self-conscious about my body when I'm supposed to be healthily gaining weight and not worrying about it. And you should be like supporting women. And then in the, and then in the rooms they had, um, they had like little things on the wall also advertising these like mommy makeovers. And then I started getting emails and I was like, oh my God, I can't believe you're using my email address that you have in your fucking office for that you have because I'm a patient for delivering a baby and you're, you like have stolen my email to advertise to me about these mommy makeovers. So anyways, so I wrote them like multiple emails that I read on this podcast about how like this is extremely toxic your, I forget what I said. Do you remember what I said? Do you remember um, the gist? Let me see. If I, I mean, can basically, find. what you what you said just now. I think that like mothers are in a vulnerable vulnerable position. Yeah, right now. My last email pregnant. was just: This is very harmful for you to be sending this to pregnant women. You're contributing to toxic body image issues for, with women, especially ones growing babies and dealing with body changes that should be viewed as healthy. Uh, so, anyways, I. Thought surely they would have like at the very least like taken me off these emails. And then today, Angela, I got a new one. So not a response, just a new mommy makeover. Yeah, they still have not responded to my multiple emails about how they're shaming pregnant women. This one says, only a few days left. Revitalize and rejuvenate for 2021 with our two innovative aesthetic technologies. And so this one is True Sculpt. It's a hands-free non-surgical I, I feel like I'm am I advertising them by saying what it is on the podcast because I'm I mean I'm not like against this shit in normal life like like I'm all about lasers and like do whatever you got to do I just my problem with these things that they're advertising are that they're like using pregnant women's emails to like to like push mommy makeover advertising on women in waiting rooms. That's my problem. Yeah. Is that I they shouldn't 100% be hundred percent in agreement with you. That they shouldn't be doing this that. to pregnant women that like are should that probably already, you know, are uncomfortable and dealing with these body changes that that they, you know, they've they they deal with like enough like Gigi Hadids who look like, you know, flat stomached after having pushing out a baby and like you you, right. you see in like media all these models looking like gorgeous and having their body back in like two weeks when like most of myself and my friends, it took like nine months or more. Like it takes just as long as the baby was in you to like get back or even maybe you never get back. Anyway, that's not the It feels like there's something extra irresponsible about it coming directly from the doctor that you're going to, to like deliver your baby. I think that's my problem with it. And I'm just also upset that they've ignored my multiple emails and then still have well have you have you checked i was going to ask you have you checked their website to see if the email that you're receiving like the promotional emails from is the same as their main contact email so i'm pretty sure i like the first time i emailed them i'm pretty sure i responded to the email but then i also included like an email that i had like an email address i knew worked the last time i just pushed reply but yeah i guess i could make a little bit more effort so I don't know. They're advertising. They have like pictures of like a saggy belly and like a saggy double chin that you can fix and 
wrinkles. Is there and an hands. unsubscribe button? So is there an unsubscribe? Yes. So I could unsubscribe, but I like I I didn't. I didn't when I got it today because I liked feeling furious. And I'm I get that. And I I don't know. It's it felt- like ang- anger porn. <laughs> That's what like, Facebook is a little bit. It was, anger porn. Yes, it was a little bit like anger porn. And I'm I'm more just upset at the principle. Like I never subscribed to receive these emails. So yes, I could go and unsubscribe, but I'm pissed. And it says like women's health providers are bird board certified nutritionists. And it's yeah, it's a bunch of doctors that deliver babies. Like pictures are on this email. So, anyways, I thought that I okay, why did I get this? I'm gonna click that button at the bottom. You were subscribed to this list because referring physicians for blankety blank, uh, yeah, the doctor. Um, so anyways, I thought that I could write back and you could help me write like a new response on the podcast real quick. Well, this, this isn't even your current doctor, right? No, I've since moved doctor's offices. Smart. Good move. Um, I feel like, I mean, maybe it's worth taking the email that you initially wrote and making sure it's going to the correct email. But I think you actually might feel better if you just unsubscribe and leave it in the dust because – Well, no. I want to write one last email. nothing to your life. Okay. I'm going to unsubscribe. I will unsubscribe right after we write this email. Okay. This is extremely irresponsible and harmful for you to take the emails of pregnant women who come to you to deliver their babies and use their emails – to send them mommy makeover and body, what would you call it? Like body, um, mommy makeover. Body shaming? Uh, well, send them like mom, mommy makeover, like, I'm just going to say plastic, you know, plastic uh, to, and like push, no, I'm going to take their emails. Cosmetic surgeries. And push mommy makeovers and cosmetic surgeries on pregnant women who did not ask to be on this list. It's, what did you say? It's body shaming. It's body shaming yeah. pregnant women who are trying to grow healthy babies and shouldn't be concerned. And who haven't opted, opted into these dangerous emails. Okay. Who shouldn't be concerned about their body while, shouldn't be concerned about their body image while pregnant and never opted what'd you say never opted in never opted because like that's like the other issue is these people haven't opted like if you want to receive these emails and you're a pregnant mom fine great great for you yeah and never opted in to receive these types of emails from their doctor this is like people can hear you typing. This is like we're all there with you. Yeah. Very exciting. Well, I'm doing it in real time. I thought that would be like yeah. a fun project to do on the podcast. Okay. I think that's good, right? Yeah. Send away. Send. I hope they respond before the episode's over. Keep your keep your inbox open. Okay. Send. And I and I just unsubscribed. Okay. That felt healthy. Great. Thank you for your help. Great. I I feel so productive. Um, I will never receive that again. I don't need anger porn in my life. I need positivity <laughs> porn. It is time, Angela, to jump in our mailbox. But first, let's take a quick sponsor break. 
We'd like to thank our sponsor, Squarespace. Squarespace empowers millions of dreamers, makers, and doers by providing them with the tools they need to bring their creative ideas to life. It's an all-in-one platform where you can build your website, you claim your domain, you can sell products and things online with no transaction fee, market your brand, see analytics, do all the things you need to do to have a successful web presence. And... I don't know. Angela and I have been big fans of Squarespace for a very long time. I would call, would you call us a dreamer, Angela? A dreamer? I think I would call, we're like tech innovators, Laura. Oh, okay. Would you call us a maker and a doer? <laughs> we make a podcast. We do we things. We do that. I think I'm a dreamer. I'm a dreamer and a doer. So sure. anyways. We so we're, we're, de- we're definitely Squarespace's demographic then. This is true. This is true. We've, we've been with them from the beginning. We are, yeah. we are true fans. We're not just promoting someone because they sponsor our podcast. We've been fans since before we ever had a podcast and we've been using Squarespace. Yeah, we can personally vouch for it. So if you have a need to build a, a website, either for personal use, creative, professional, we definitely recommend Squarespace. They have everything you need to create a beautiful and modern website. You start with a design template and use drag and drop tools to make it your own. With Squarespace, you have the ability to customize the look and feel, settings, products, and more with just a few clicks. And they have 24-7 award-winning customer support in case you ever run into any trouble. Laura uh, was very friendly with them for a while. Back when I was trying to do some weird stuff to the website, I'd be like, how do I do this? And then they'd send me like screenshots and they were just very helpful. That's all I got to say. Uh, check out squarespace.com slash this is why for a free trial. When you're ready to launch, use offer code this is why to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash this is why. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code this is why to save 10%. All right, Angela, what is in the mailbox this week? Okay, first up, we have a question from our listener, B, and she wrote in with the subject line, getting on the same page financially. So she writes, my boyfriend and I are in our late 20s and have been together three and a half years. We have lived together for over two years and have off and on talked about engagement and taking next steps together, but it seems like a lot hinges on money. He wants to make sure we are both ready and in a good position financially, which I understand, but I'm getting a little frustrated because I don't feel like we are making any progress. I am in a stable job making good money with benefits and a decent nest egg saved up. He is struggling to find a long-term job and is pretty much living paycheck to paycheck. How can I help us get on the same page about money and saving for our future? Okay, so if I'm reading between the lines, this is less about I need, you know, we need to be you know, have a bunch of, have hundreds of thousands of dollars saved and be able to put a down payment on a house before we get married. It's more about him being insecure that he does not have the same financial security that she has. And maybe that's making him feel because of, you know, patriarchal society we live in. It's making him feel like less of a man. It makes him feel like he doesn't want to like stand up there at the altar and like be like, I'm marrying this woman, but I like, she makes more money than me. So this I think is more about his insecurity because I don't know. I think if it was reversed, it wouldn't be the same situation. And that's just being honest. I think it's like this guy's insecurity. What are, what are your initial feelings? 
Well, yeah, it's a tricky situation because she's the one. She's fine. She's like in a good financial situation, but she's not the one that's making the decision because, yeah, in our society, whatever, it's men that like typically, stereotypically initiate an engagement and he's not in a place where he feels comfortable doing that. And I don't even know if it's like him being intimidated by her financial situation. I think that for some people moving on to that next step of their life, they have like a vision. And if they're not like, if their life isn't matched to that vision, they don't feel like they can do it. Like it's like they're setting off on a bad foot if if all their ducks aren't in a row. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I identify more with the guy in this scenario because I definitely am the one that is worse with money in my relationship. And I, I mean, leading up to, I mean, money is a big deal. It's like an important thing to get on the same page about before you get engaged and like leading up to my engagement. uh, It was a conversation we had to have because we were not on equal footing there. Um, So it's fair, but I think the way you get out of that, the way you like transition from conversation to action is like, you have to make a plan. You know, you have to like be like, what are we like, what is the goal? Like, what is the goal before we can get engaged and like have like not don't be vague about it, like have something specific and clear. Yeah. Like what what is, you know, what does have, you know, feeling comfortable financial look like to you? Is that look like having like $20,000 saved up in the bank? Is it $10,000? Is it like what what does that look like to you? And like, how can you get there? And she needs to ask herself, like, is she okay? You know, marriage is a contract. Like, I don't know. Does she, if she's not doing like a prenup, which, you know, is she okay? Like, like helping him out a little bit. And, and if she is, then maybe she just needs to like tell him that and just, I don't know. They just need to like get more on the same page. Maybe that's like going, honestly, sometimes you can just go to a couple's therapist and just talk about like money and finances and they can ask questions you might not have thought of and you might realize that some of these like uncomfortable feelings are, as they always say, like have a history with, you know, your family or, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I have no idea what's going on with this guy. Like who, who knows, who knows why he has these certain ideas about money that he has, but I think they need to like explore and talk about it a little bit a little bit more. Um, and yeah, how can you get on this? Her question is how can you get on the same page? I mean, the only way to do that is by like talking about it. You can either go to like a financial planner, couples therapist. There's a lot of different ways. Yeah. Money is awkward to talk about, but it's the worst. Somebody you gotta have awkward conversations. Unfortunately, it was really hard for Nick and I to talk about money at the beginning. Like it was so uncomfortable and like, and we had to do a lot of work to be able to to talk about it. And we needed help from experts, to be honest. Um, all right. What else do we have in the mailbox? Okay. Next is from an anonymous listener. And it's a Valentine's Day-themed question, which is fun. They say, I've been dating a new guy for three weeks and Valentine's is coming up. How should I bring up if we are celebrating together and should I get a gift? Um, okay. So this was kind of Nick and my situation. Well – we were dating more than three weeks, but we met at the end of December, which is so maybe like six weeks before Valentine's Day we met, maybe like a little bit more. And at that point, we pretty much knew we were exclusive, I think. But I would think in like the COVID era, you would be having that conversation like, are you dating other people? Are you? You would be surprised though, because I, I know, know I have some friends that are starting relationships right now 
and they they don't know how to have that conversation about like it's not even like are you sleeping with other people it's like are you like brunching with other people I know but you gotta like I mean just how you ask people if you're sleeping with other people and you're like I remember even asking Nick and he I remember he was like appalled that I asked because he was like I thought you knew I was like you're literally the only person I talk to. But I was like, sorry. I mean, it was like when, before we were sleeping. I was like, sorry. I just like have to ask, like, are you sleeping with other people? It's just like a safety thing. And it was more just because I knew in my head that I like had – like I just had a rule that I had to ask people I was sleeping with if yeah. they were sleeping with other people. It was just a rule. Even though all signs pointed to I was the only one Nick was dating – I was like, you know what? I'm just going to ask. I'm going to feel better. And honestly, it's going to make me look better to him because it's going to make me look like I'm responsible and safe. And that I ask my like lovers and I care <laughs> that I'm that like people are having safe sex uh, and yeah. that I'm having safe sex. And like, like he's not going to be offended by me wanting to have safe sex. And if he is, that's weird. So I, I would think it's the same thing in the COVID era. That, like, if you ask someone, like, are you talking to other people or dating other people? Not in a jealousy way. I just kind of do the way I asked about sex. Like, just COVID safety health reasons. I just, you know, dating's weird now. I just have to ask, like, you know, are you, like, dating a lot of other people? And, I, you know, what's your COVID safety situation? So if you have that conversation first, you'll kind of get a sense. And then... Honestly, if it's just like you've only been dating a few weeks, I would honestly wait till like the week before Valentine's Day and you can kind of just say it kind of cheekily like, do you have Valentine's Day plans? Do you want to hang out that day or is that too weird? <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. And I, as far as – I feel like whenever I don't know if I should be exchanging a gift with somebody, I feel like uh, like a food thing is always a good way to go. And Valentine's Day is the perfect holiday for that because it's all about candy and sweets, whatever. Like so just – I would go with maybe like a fancy chocolate or like or making from a special making bakery. something or make oh, making some- oh you could make something that's even more heartfelt and also very on trend with covid baking. Yeah, you could do that. So, I don't know, good luck. I hope you hang out with your boo on V Day. Let us know. Yeah. Um if any of you listeners want your questions answered, email us at contact at this is why the podcast.com. You can also find all of our contact info on our website at This Is Why the Podcast. And now it's time to talk about what's in the news. All right, Angela, what have you been reading recently that you would like to discuss? So around the end of 2020, there was this big story that broke about Martin Screlly. As we said at the top of the podcast, we're not 100% positive we're saying his last name correctly because I read it more often than I hear it, but I think it's Martin Screlly. So if you don't know, he's like just big cartoonishly villainous person. He was imprisoned uh, for – he's they call him the farmer bro. He like raised the prices of AIDS drugs. He like did this thing where he bought this – the Wu Tang album that nobody had heard um, and like – played it, wouldn't share it with people. He's just like, he likes being a troll and a dick and now he's in jail. Um, But there was a story that broke at the end of last year that this journalist from Bloomberg, Christy Smith, Smythe, Christy, uh, she had been covering him and she somehow fell in love with him. And then she was uh, going to visit him in jail um, she bought him a bunch of vending machine snacks. It was like 
this this harrowing tale that Elle published alongside photos of her in these. And like, when she published it, she gowns. like ruined her career. Well, she ruined her career when she started. When she, her, I mean, her bosses came to her. Have you? Did you read the L article? No, was, I like, know you sent it to me and wanted me to read it, but I didn't do it. It was a wild ride. I recommend it. Uh, but like, eventually, it, it came out that she kind of had an inappropriate relationship with him, and she kind of had a conversation with her bosses, and she chose to step down. Um, so at that point, I feel like she kind of had already ruined her credibility, um, and now, yeah, totally drove it into the ground. Um, but L as they were publishing this story about her falling in love with him, reached out to him for comment. And I guess he was angry that she spoke to the press. So he basically broke up with her via press release. Um, and Which is worse said? than a post-it. Way worse than a post-it, especially because all it said was, Mr. C- Mr. Scarelli wishes Miss Smith the best of luck in her future endeavors. And that was it. Ouch. And then she hasn't heard from him. He won't answer her phone calls. Uh, and she can't visit him because of COVID. So uh, fascinating story. Of course, now um, the post is like tracking her down while she's walking her dog and asking her if she's open to dating other people. And she says she is. Um, I think that she's kind of enjoying a little bit of the publicity. Yeah, it sounds she, like it. She tweeted that she's like hoping that this will get her uh, on Joe Rogan's podcast. Like, okay. What? Shut up. Go um, away. Yeah, but a fascinating love story between two unlikable people. Yep. There's not many people that get dumped via press release, so that's always worth talking about on the pod. By one of the worst people ever, who also looks like a little rat. Like, so unattractive, both physically and spiritually. Um, But good for her. Hope things work out for her in 2021. Yep. hope, Hope she finds love again. He will be released from prison in 2023, and she says she's open to seeing if there is a future for them if he's still interested in 2023. Good, God bless. We'll keep you guys updated. Uh, what are you reading about? Laura? So I was reading Good Housekeeping, as one does. Um, I was like really just good wife and mother. I was just lo- I was really just looking for like Valentine's Day stories, and this was the real history of Valentine's Day explained, and it has it may have roots in ancient in an ancient pagan festival. So I thought this was fun. So when we talk about, this was written by Liz Schumer. So when we talk about Valentine's Day, you, you've you probably heard like, oh, that's, it's called that because of St. Valentine, right? Have you heard I that? I thought so. So St. Valentine was actually multiple people. Isn't that interesting? Really? Isn't that interesting? I don't kind know. of like how they say about William Shakespeare. Yeah. So they said they don't know which St. Valentine the holiday technically celebrates, according to History.com. The Catholic Church has records of at least three different martyrs named Valentine or Valentinius. So that's just interesting. Um, the timing offsets an ancient pagan holiday. So much like Christmas, Easter, and other Christian holidays, uh, we may have first begun celebrating Valentine's Day in February in an effort to draw attention from a pagan holiday around the same time. Did you know that? That no, like all what of these party poopers we are. All these other holidays were like trying to draw attention away from pagan holidays. I didn't I don't know. I don't know why, but in this case it's this holiday called Lupercalia, a fertility I'm probably butchering that, but whatever. A fertility festival for the Roman god of agriculture. 
during the festival, Roman priests visited the cave where Romulus and Remus were said to have been raised by a she-wolf, and they sacrificed a goat for fertility and a dog for purification. Then they dipped the hide in blood and went around town smacking women in crop fields with it to encourage... Sounds way more fun than Valentine's Day. <laughs> encourage... Oh, my God. We're missing fer- out. Fertility in the new year. So if... You're having trouble with fertility, just get smacked with the hide and blood of a dog and a goat. Goat, did I say? Is that what it was? Um, there was a goat involved. Yeah. yeah. Um, romance became part of Valentine's Day much later. Um, <laughs> much longer after the bloody dog hide. <laughs> We're like, let's spice things up. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then cards became more common in the 18th century. While people did share Valentine's Day greetings with one another as early as the Middle Ages, written notes weren't as popular, probably because the literacy rate wasn't high either. That's, nice. that's a good reason to not have notes because people can't yeah. write them. Um, they, you know, things started looking more familiar in the 19th century. So anyways, just a little, a little fun, fun fact about about Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, there is this woman named Esther Howland. She really changed the game in 1840. She began selling the first mass produced cards. Uh, and she's known as the mother of Valentine. She created elaborate pieces of art that had lace, ribbons, and colorful pictures known as scrap. So we've got Howland to thank for the explosion of cards popularity ever since. And, uh, and then Hallmark took it and ran with it. Yep, 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 yep. So I don't know if you're ever on Jeopardy. Esther Howland is the mother of Valentine's. So try to remember that. Hopefully that'll help you in your Jeopardy future. Drop that on your Valentine's date. I'm sure you'll really impress your significant other. Yeah. On that note, it's time for our topic of the week. So Angela, I chose valentine's day as our topic of the week because i was looking back at old episodes to see what we did for valentine's day can you believe we've only done one valentine's day special it was like years ago i guess what we've did in the past around valentine's day is we we did try to do like sexy episodes you know like we would have like sexologists or i don't know like we would like if you were single on valentine's day yeah think about something other than like Whatever cards and candy. Yeah, I think yeah, I think we we did we did like a you know like a single on V Day episode, but we've only done one Valentine's Day special, so it, we're not very consistent about this. But I thought it'd be fun to do another one. Oh, but the only thing we did for that special years ago was we just exchanged gifts live on air. Very anticlimactic, but we did <laughs> play a fun game where we tried to guess whether a word was a strip club name or a candy bar name, and. I'm guessing you probably definitely came up with that game. Yeah. Remember remember our games? R.I.P. R.I.P. But I'll, I thought I'd read a couple of those because it was fun. Um, okay. or, or maybe you can read some of the ones you came up with uh, and say whether they're a strip club or a candy bar name just for good memory. Do, do you want to try and guess? I know you've seen it. No, oh, I mean, I'm looking at it in the rundown okay, right now. All right. So. <laughs> Wiggles could be a candy bar, but it is actually a strip club. Right here in New York. Uh, Gobstoppers, candy, duh. Symphony Bar would be a great strip club name, but it is a candy bar. Score slash scores. Both. Trick question. It's both. Both. Just spelled differently. So fun. Uh, 
Gallagher's 2000 Strip Club, Whitman's Candy, Starlet Strip Club, Milky Bar Candy. Anything with bar at the end is kind of a fun, tricky one because it's like, ooh, bar. Oh, like it's a bar. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's candy bar. Very fun. Well, so that was a great game that we did a few years ago. I kind of miss doing our games. We don't do them on the show anymore. But this year I thought we'd keep it light. The pandemic's not over. So I thought we'd give some suggestions for safe dates for Valentine's Day. Um, so really I could only think of two. So I, (laughs) I thought a candlelit dinner at home, if you are like having your, if you and your lover are like allowed in, in, indoors, but you probably are. Um, I don't know. I would say that the mood and effort and decorations go very far in my opinion. Honestly, just stay home and cook dinner together. You don't need to go crazy. Just don't go on vacation. Like why do it? It's just not worth it. Light a lot of candles. Don't burn your place down. If you're ordering in, research ahead of time because some places are doing Valentine's Day specials. You might need to order in advance. And then the other idea was a picnic in the park. If it's not cold, you know, grab some wine and cups, chocolate-covered strawberries. I personally, Angela, like leaning into the cliches. Um, What do you think about like the champagne and like chocolate-covered strawberries? I love like just leaning into romantic cliches. They're honestly romantic cliches for a reason. Like people love flowers and they like chocolate. I like those things, so I don't mind leaning into them. Like I like champagne. I like chocolate. I like strawberries. Uh, I don't don't really care about flowers, so like I give or take that. Sometimes flowers are actually a pain in the ass because I'm like, ugh, now you're giving me a chore. I have to water them every day. Right, and slowly watch them die. It's kind of depressing. It's so depressing. After I did ayahuasca, I couldn't be around. <laughs> I couldn't be around cut flowers. I thought I was looking at like slowly dying corpses because I connected with Mother Nature. It's a shame that you're locked down because that would be such a great date story to tell someone. I mean, that's really all there is to it. It's like it's not really fun hearing about other don't, people's trips. Don't bring me. Don't bring me flowers because I did ayahuasca once and now I'm just really sensitive about it. <laughs> the flowers are my friends. <laughs> that is how I felt afterwards. Yeah. I don't know if that would be a good story to tell on a date. I think the date would be like, you are crazy. <laughs> um, it's a good thing I did that once I was already married. Because <laughs> um, anyways, cops have to be a real dick to give people trouble for drinking champagne in the park on Valentine's Day if you're being yeah. safe. So I wouldn't worry about that. I don't know. Plus, it's easy to cover up. Yeah, for sure. Just put in a water bottle. Right, Angela? Are those the only options for Valentine's Day in our personal safe COVID opinions? I mean, that's – yeah. I mean, for every notable day since this pandemic has started and we haven't been able to do anything, I feel like the way Ian and I have celebrated is just always with, like, food and drinks. So, like, some kind of special meal, special champagne, uh, which is, like, getting kind of boring at this point, but it's it's – the safe responsible thing and like we were trying to kind of uh come up with some ideas today because we have our anniversary and valentine's day back to back and one thing that we were considering is uh so Ian and i are big fans of the mckittrick hotel here in new york and they do a a show called speakeasy magic where a bunch of magicians will like come over to your table um and Ian actually got in touch with one of the magicians for a work event uh, where he had his name's Magic Mark. Magic Mark did a magic show for like virtually for Ian and his coworkers. And we were like, what if we get Magic Mark to do a Valentine's Day show for us and like we'll get some friends together and like all chip in and have that? So like, I don't know. 
thinking out of the box, um, having some kind of entertainment if you're into that sort of thing. I mean, it's not for me because I would just like YouTube some magic for free and just be no. Like, but he like he sends you a package ahead of time. So oh, some people have cards. Oh, that's and then, like cool. He does like card tricks with like he's like he knows what card. I don't know. I, I virtually it's, wow. It's interactive. I thought he had to do like sleight of what is it called? Sleight of hand, sleight of the hand, like where he like distracts you and then like slips the card in your. But no, pocket or something. There's some method to his madness. I don't know how it works. That sounds Ian's cool. Ian's Googled it. But yeah, I mean, it's just something different. That's Honestly, f- at this point, we're all desperate. I mean, kind of God something. knows it'll be better than what I'm doing. I like, I mean, we're just going to be home with our kid, which is great, but like not having a romantic anything. No baby moon this year. No, you know, it's hard to complain about these like stupid things that don't really matter. But I kind of, you know, it's a bummer. We're not going to, we're probably not going to get. We're not going to really have Valentine's Day or um, or any one-on-one time much before baby number two. But but you know what? We're alive and we're healthy and our family's healthy, so whatever. Exactly. Um, but I, you should a card is a must. One year, my card was just a long list of everything I liked about Nick, from the fact that he always holds my hand to he has good hair. So if you don't know what to write, you just be like, I like this about you. I like this about you. I love this about you. I love this about you. I like. I love wherever you're at. Um, my last, what was the last thing I wanted to say? Oh, this year I told Nick we were passing this lingerie store when we were walking down the street and I was like, I said, this year for Valentine's Day, I want you to buy me something sexy, something that you want to see me in. And I was like, I need a medium size because his belly (laughs) is big. (laughs) And he goes, this is not my fantasy, Laura. This is your fantasy. And I was like, and he always so says you that. should have been like, then give me my fantasy, Nick. Yeah. And then I said, I, like, for whatever reason, he feels, like, gross about buying me lingerie. Like, I don't know. He feels like he's, like, some, like, cheesy pervert. And I'm like, you're my fucking husband. Like, you're allowed to do It's not like you're some, like, weird, like, old dude sending some young chick lingerie to wear. I like, and see I'm, him, though. I understand him not wanting to be, like, the man in the lingerie store. Yeah, like, he doesn't want I that stereotype. That. He doesn't want to do it. He doesn't want but the job. But he ordered online. That's what the internet is for. Yeah, that's true. So when he said, he goes, this is not my fantasy. Like, this is your fantasy. I said, it will be your fantasy when you see me in it. <laughs> Just remember, medium, medium. <laughs> so TBD, if he actually gives me some lingerie. He's never given me lingerie in the... 11 years we've been together so tbd if he does it this year while i'm pregnant and tbd if i can fit into it <laughs> if he does please do keep us updated i will uh do you have you told ian any gift requests before we before we close up this episode no i think that honestly we're gonna let each other be off the hook this year in terms of gifts uh maybe we'll get like some kind of treat maybe i'll run out and get like a donut or something <laughs> but, <laughs> nice which is like last year we had our wedding was supposed to be right around the corner around valentine's day and we were like no gifts um but then we both surprised each other with like special snacks <laughs> so, which is so that's like that's our love language is snacks so maybe like we'll do that. snacks but i don't think we need to do gifts we haven't even exchanged christmas gifts yet because we haven't gotten together with my family because they had covid so by the time i got my christmas gifts it'll basically be valentine's day all I it's kind of you'll just combine it all into one, yeah. Um, 
All right. Well, I guess that's it for this week's This Is Why podcast. Hope you guys have a good Valentine's Day wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Um, check out our book, This Is Why You're Single, and my book, Cinderella and the Glass Ceiling and Other Feminist Fairy Tales. We encourage you to ask your local indie bookstore to order them and support your local bookstores. Yeah, you can get hooked up with discounts from all of our sponsors. Get yourself a little Valentine's Day gift or get your partner a Valentine's Day gift. Uh, for a full list of sponsors and the codes, check out our podcast page on thisiswhythepodcast.com. We are also on social, so you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at This Is Why Podcast. Please like and subscribe on iTunes. And thank you for listening. Tune in next week for a whole new show. Bye. Bye. This is why, this is why, pop culture, politics, friendship, dating, work, parenting, news. This is why, the podcast. That was a HeadGum Podcast.